0: hi i'm dr pam peak and welcome to episode 367 of her the podcast where you're gonna hear well the naked truth about her mind her body her life and today her midlife oh geez here we go i know i know just hang in there we have a terrific show just to let you know that this episode is made possible by our wonderful friends at Smarty Pants Women's Vitamins, the delicious once-a-day gummies that contain all of the essential vitamins, minerals, and omega oils customized just for women. Learn more by hopping on over to smartypantsvitamins.com. Here's your first reminder to click on iTunes after this episode to rate and review the show because, well, we love hearing from you. That's the bottom line. Your feedback, awesome. All right, it's time for Her. Her. The podcast. The naked truth about women. Her mind. Her body. Her life. It's all about her. So I'm reading something. I think it was in the Wall Street Journal. All about midlife and, you know, uh, challenges and. I came across uh, a reference to a book called Midlife Bites. Anyone else falling apart or is it just me? Okay, you got me at the title. Love it. Um, and I thought, okay, this author's got to be pretty cool. And of course she is. And so we are bringing on board a Gen Mann, M-A-N-N, and she is the author of Midlife Bites. Anyone else falling apart or is it just me? And I'm just saying that this is fabulous. She, Jen, is a hybrid author. She's published by and uh, That's a penguin random house. And she also self-publishes, and she's had traditional and self-published books hit the best-selling lists, and uh, she also started a podcast um, a little while back called Two Midlife Mamas, and she, she really has a fabulous attitude, and you're going to love it because you're going to pick it up in about two seconds when you listen to her. Jen, welcome to the HER podcast
1: thank you so much i'm so happy to be here
0: well jen why'd you write the book
1: Oh, why did I write the book? Well, um, as we're sitting here uh, on the 10th of March, I am staring down the hole and I'm looking at my calendar and I turned 50 in about two weeks. And- um, Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. Well, yes. look at
0: the timing on this, the right? big 50 The big
1: 50 And, but really this started about two years ago, three years ago now at the same time, um, I woke up and I was gonna be turning 47. And I I felt like I was actually doing pretty good. I had I had gotten through 40 and 45. I'd, I'd always kind of thought those were big, big hits that you're supposed to, you know, sort of weather through. And I had done a really good job with those. But all of a sudden, 47 just sort of hit me hard. And I thought, there's no way I can lie to myself anymore. I am truly midlife. I'm truly halfway through my life. And and I thought, and what have I done with my life? What have what am I doing with my life? What what is happening? And I looked at my kids when I first started writing my kids were young and I, I write a lot about my kids and my family and and my kids were young and they were cute. And at that point they were turning into teenagers and I thought, are they nice? Do I like them anymore? Like do they like me? Are they gonna be good people? And I looked at my husband, we'd been married about 20 years, and I thought, has he always chewed like that? Or are we gonna be just two old people just eating soup for the next 30 years and never talking? And so it just all of a sudden just hit me and I felt like everybody else had their stuff together and I did not. Oh man,
0: are you wrong?
1: (laughs) Right, I didn't know, I didn't know. And so I, Called up my husband, sort of, he was on a road trip uh, for work and I was crying and I, and he said, are we going to get divorced? And I was like, I don't know. i like, I just want to run away and start over. I feel like I've messed everything up. And so he uh, suggested that I, I write about it. I, I have a blog called people I want to punch in the throat that I've been writing on for about 10 years. And I tend to sort of do my best therapy through writing and thinking about how I, you know, working out how I think about things. And so he said, I think you need to write about this because I promise you, you are not alone. He's like, go ask your audience. And so I wrote a blog post called, is anyone else falling apart or is it just me? And that is in the book. It's kind of the opening of the book. Uh, and it was a pretty raw and visceral post and I put it out there and it went viral. And my editor from Random House reached out to me and said, uh, quit crying and start writing. This is the book everyone needs to read."
0: And And indeed, it is um, because it's got some fantastic stories. Um, and it really uh, I don't know, you have a you have a, a real raw um, authentic wit um, that just sort of uh, cuts to it in a big way. So as you were writing this book, did it work? Was it good therapy?
1: It was good therapy. It was probably the hardest book I've ever written, though. Um, I've written a lot of nonfiction, and I usually write very funny stuff. And I'm and I'm always very kind of open about myself and my life. But I had to get real vulnerable, and I don't like to do vulnerable. It's it's you know nobody wants you to nobody. I'll air my dirty laundry about anything else except for like my actual feelings. <laughs> and so so, but it did help. It helped a lot, and. And I'm still getting through it. I'm in a much better spot now, but I think it's just something that we're, what I've learned is that there's always going to be something and, you know, not everybody has their stuff together and you're just always kind of working on something. And you're just, as long as you keep moving forward, you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to die. You're going to be fine. All right. So talk
0: to us about how you navigated, um, you know, this whole issue of Uh, say for instance, friendships. I know that, I think it was the Wall Street Journal that you were quoted in um, on a piece about uh, loneliness in midlife. And uh, you had a very interesting uh, uh, chapter to that, um, uh, that title to that chapter, which was make some F friends, putting yourself out there. (laughs) Um, effing friends, and F-ing and friends. yeah, so so here you are in midlife, and you're like, oh my god, and you know, I'm I'm I, I need more friends. I'm feeling kind of lonely, and whatever. What did you mean by that? What did you mean, just go out and make some friends?
1: Right. Well, I think the thing is, so when I wrote the blog post, and I I had such an overwhelming response from women who were emailing me and leaving me comments, and. And so I quickly created a private Facebook group called Midlife Bites. I called it Midlife Bites at that moment. I didn't know what else to call it, but I called it that, and that ended up sticking and being a good name. And I had all these women join me. And the some of the earliest topics that came up were make some friends. You know, how do I make friends? Because I think that when you hit midlife, it's a different thing. We no longer have those kids, those little kids to make those introductions to the other moms. You know, they're not joining, uh, soccer games anymore. We don't go to the birthday parties anymore. And so you sort of drift apart. A lot of women go back to, to work at this age, if you've been staying at home or something. And so our dynamics have all changed and our friendships have changed. And we, and so there was a real overwhelming sense of loneliness in my group. And I, I, had decided early on before all that, that I was I had noticed it personally myself. And so I had decided that I was going to try to say yes to everything I could. I'm very good at no. I think women have a really hard time. You know, know, there's whole books written about how to say no, that no is a complete sentence. I am super good at no, but I'm really bad at yes. And and I realized that part of the reason why I had grown apart from people was because I really stopped saying yes to things, you know, And, and so then people stopped inviting me to do things. And, or I was keeping track, I would think like, well, you know, I invited Susan out last time and she hasn't invited me again, so she must not wanna be my friend. And, you know, and it was just, you were kind of overthinking it. And so I noticed in the group that when people would offer this advice, when they say, you know, join a club, you know, find a new hobby, do something, you know, they would say, Oh, I just I really don't want to like, leave my house. (laughs) I was like, well, we're not they're not going to come knock on your doors, you're gonna have to get out there and find some people. And part of it, I think is on us to get out there. Because I realized as I talked to more women, that we all have these same insecurities, like Susan's sitting there, like, Oh, well, you know, Jen keeps asking me, but I don't think Jen would ever want to do anything with me. So I'm not going to ask her to do stuff, you know, and so it's like, you're kind of everybody's overthinking it. And so I thought, no, we have to just get out there and try things. So for the first, for a whole year, I said yes to everything I could. And I ended up making quite a few friends and I tried a lot of weird things. And some of it I liked and some of it I didn't, but I, you know, I keep coming back to you. I, I did not die. I, it was okay. I made it and, and I made some friends.
0: I love it. I absolutely love it. So, um, what, what's the, how different is it in midlife making a friend because it's not like you know we hung out in high school Mm -hmm. and i met her in college and
1: you know all of that why is it so different well i think it's a little bit different now too because all of us are very busy at this point in our lives and so your time is very valuable and so you don't want to just you want to make sure that what you're doing is quality over you know over quantity and so I think that's part of it. I think part of it is just apathy too. I think we're tired. I think we're just, you know, at the end of the day, like the last thing I wanna do, you know, I have a joke with my friends and I'm like, if we're doing something, I need to know, like if you wanna go out tonight, I need to know by like four o'clock because my bra comes off at five and I'm home. Like it doesn't go back on again. And so I think there's that. I think there's some, I think there's pressures from our spouses. I think especially, Um, I think there could be a whole book written about middle-aged men and how lonely they are for friendship and how they rely completely on their spouses a lot of times. Oh,
0: that (laughs) is so powerful. Oh my goodness gracious. You are so absolutely right on with that. And you know, I, I never fully appreciated that myself Uh until realized that, you know, yeah, they have friends and stuff, but they
1: really,
0: really need you to be around more. and And you're like, well, well, wait a minute. what about my friends? <laughs> and And I think women are torn, um, mm-hmm. and they don't really fully realize. I think that's a really interesting point. No question.
1: And so all I right. think sometimes you have to sort of decide, like you're like, is this is is this worth the battle tonight to to battle with my bra, to battle with my husband, and I'm, I'm going out to dinner tonight with my friends. You know, my kids are like, but what about us? <laughs> you know, like, what my dog wants me. Everybody wants me. So you know, you're just sort of like, no, tonight is all about me, kids. I'm out. So I think that's a lot of it too, is trying to stand up for yourself sometimes
0: i love it Um, okay and it's not like you have to make 93 friends Mm -mm. right if you if you made you know a couple who really kind of, you know, work for you. Yep. Um, it, you know, the relationship works for you. You know, they're kind of like, it's like slipping on a, the the most comfortable slipper, ah, you know, and low maintenance and and just fun to be around. And, and they have some kind of meaning and purpose in life. Isn't that interesting? Um, and so there's that. Okay. Well, what about now that we've looked at the friendship thing, wh- where do you find these people? <laughs> what's the easiest way to be able to make new friends
1: i think the easiest way is for you to find something that you enjoy so you know for me personally like i love to read and so every time i would move to a new city i would join a book club you know i would i would look online i would look at the library and i would try to find you know a book club or something like that you know if you're into running find a group, or or if you can't find the club you want, I'm also a big fan of starting my own club. I start my own clubs all the time. And I'll say like, I'm gonna have a club that we're just gonna do this, and you know you can come with me and do it, or you cannot. But I think it's a matter of finding something that interests you and that you enjoy, because I think if you have that common interest, then it's a little bit easier for you to bond, and I think it's easier for you to want to go, and, and you have that in common, and you're not already sort of trying to find out what you have in common. Um, I think that I've met a lot of women through volunteering that I really enjoy spending time with. I think there's something to be said for, you know, finding people at work. Um, I was never a big fan of finding my friends at work, but I know a lot of people have lots of great success with, you know, meeting people at work and that sort of thing. Um, but I'm a big fan of like Meetup or, you know, just looking online and seeing what kind of groups are out there and, and what we have in common.
0: Yeah. You know, you got to work it.
1: You You got to do the
0: work. You know, like, I think that so many of us didn't realize how easy it was when we were younger. I mean, you've got like, you know, a big class and you know, there's gotta be at least one person in this big godforsaken mess that likes you. Um, and, you know, you've got a choice and you see someone almost every day and, you know, it's that kind of thing. Whereas now all of a sudden, you know, we be adults and <laughs> and, and suddenly we're not seeing anybody um, and it's, it's hard. And maybe you might see some people at work I don't know, you know, in these COVID days, I don't know if anybody right? even goes to work anymore. That all changed too. Yeah, and so that just made it 50 times worse. And I think that was a, a lot of what happened in that article. You know, it's like we're, we're living in a, a crazy world that's just upside down. And, and friendships and connection are so incredibly important. How do you do that? Um, I, I You just have to work it. And, and for um, me, I think I've...
1: technology is the best part. Oh of that. yes.
0: Okay. You well, know? tell me about. It. Tell me how to work the technology, Rock.
1: It. Well, I've just. I have always been. You know, like I said earlier, I've been writing now for ten years, and so you know, I'm I'm coming to you live from my my windowless basement office where I work by myself. You know, I have no idea. I, I hear there's a snowstorm outside. I have no idea what's going on in the day, but I. You know the way I stay connected is through online. I have tons of online groups that I belong to. I have tons of online groups that I manage and I run. I love to send people, uh, you know, funny memes or fun or articles. You know that that Wall Street Journal article that came out of the fact that she'd written uh, Julie Jargon had written an article before that. And everybody had sent me that article saying this sounds just like you and what you write about and then i had reached out to julie and tweeted her and said this is i i totally agree with this and so then when she was doing her follow-up she came back and ha- interviewed me then but it's like i love sending people you know funny TikToks or interesting instagrams or whatever it is because i think that if someone thinks of you like when I think of someone, I try to send them something right away. Like I tried to send it to them. And to me, technology, that's the best thing. You know, if I'm sitting in a pickup line waiting for my kids, if I'm in my basement or if I'm, you know, on an airplane, wherever I am, I can like send you something and just let you know, like I'm thinking of you. We may not be together right now, but, um, you know, I hope you're having a great day and this made me laugh and I want to make you laugh.
0: Oh, I love it. I I love it. And then, um, so we can connect with social media. Um, no question about it. There, prob- And there's a lot of communities out there. I bet if you just Google kind of like, you know, midlife women wanting to hang out, um, you're probably going to get, you know, quite a few really kind of cool communities um, that pop up as well. Um, and, you know, again, you got to work it. Nowadays Mm -hmm. it's just, it's sort of hybrid working it, right? Um, so you want to have a little social media, you want to have some face-to-face stuff going on. Um, just whatever we can do, uh, to be able to put ourselves out there. Look, what's the worst that can happen? You don't make a friend. So who died? You know, it's it's what I love to call the famous Dr. Peaks who died index. Nobody died. <laughs> um, you know, so so you try again tomorrow. And and here's the joke. Um really 50% of it, good old Woody Allen, you know, is just showing up
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and making and the other fifty percent, quite frankly, is is putting some thought into where you're showing up and how you're showing up but you still gotta show up. So whether you're showing up on social media or not, or back and forth, it's just, you know, look, at the end of the day, what we don't want is loneliness. That's the goal. right? Yep. We don't want loneliness. That's a very, you know, it's not a good place to be. And in in science, what we know is that people who are chronically lonely, their, their risk of um, illness and death is equal to, if not greater than that of smokers. So that's how lethal it is to walk around just being lonely. Um, That's a very bad thing because we as human beings were meant to connect. That's the way it works. That's why I thought that article that was written um, was so great. Um, It really kind of, you know, cut to it. And said, we really need to address this issue, you know, in a big way. Connection is big. And, you know, as you're coursing through your midlife, you're you're kinda doing your halfway point here and um such a cool thing, you're turning the big five oh and everything. Are are you thinking? about all the connections in your life that means parents and if grandparents are still alive and you know kids friends do you find yourself kind of doing a little bit of an inventory kind of going hmm you know where where am i with all this what do you think
1: I think I think yeah I think we're always sort of checking in if you're not checking in then it's probably a. I think it's probably a bad thing because I think we have to constantly be growing and moving forward with our relationships with people. I think when you start to take it for granted or it starts to get more stagnant, you know. And that was the thing I learned with um, writing this book with like me and my husband was that we had really kind of put ourselves, our relationship, the two of us, kind of on the back burner to focus on everything else and thinking that oh, it's strong, it'll be fine, you know, it'll survive. And, and it almost didn't. And so um, I'm definitely doing more checking in now and kind of cultivating and not taking those, any of my relationships for granted.
0: I love it, I love it. And I really feel like, um, you know, this midlife-ish kind of part uh, of, of a man and a woman's life. is an incredible time to jump off the gerbil wheel long enough Mm -hmm. to do some self reflection. And, and most people don't, they just kind of like, didn't you find yourself kind of ripping through each day and not even realizing stuff until, you know, your body started changing, your mind started changing. And you're like,
1: wait a minute. (laughs) What the heck? (laughs) Um, is, Is that kind of what happened with you? 100% yes, like things had to finally start breaking for me to notice, you know, like it was finally sort of like, okay, my relationship with my husband is breaking, my body is breaking, my my relationship with my kids is breaking, like, what is happening? What's what is going on? And so um, now I try to be more cognizant of that and more aware of it. But um, because I think it's like anything else, you know, i realized what i have to do is i have to take care of me first and then i can take care of everybody else and so it was really i was the problem with everything and that was really hard to accept too and that's been probably um the most work that i've done is trying to figure out like okay how i actually have to fix me like at first i kind of thought everybody else was the problem and then i looked deeper and i was like nope Uh, you are the problem and you have to fix you and then you can have a better relationship with everybody else.
0: Yeah, and uh, once again, we get back to that little central theme. What is that theme? You gotta do the work. Yeah. And you don't even know you have a problem, you know, and it's sort of like you walk in a room and your zipper's down Mm -hmm. and you're feeling fine, life is good, people are staring at your zipper (laughs) and, and there's a problem um and you didn't even know and i think that's yeah. what happens you know in your you're your like flying through your 30s flying through your 40s and there's no stop button uh there's no braking mechanism unless of course you get sick or something like that and then you're kind of thrown into that involuntarily but um what you did was you suddenly you know got hit with it like a two by four to your head you're like oh well, well, i'm midlife what did you just say that I'm midlife? <laughs> what
1: did you call me?
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Well, well, yeah. All of a sudden, every stereotype, you know, slaps you in the head, and and you're kind of like, oh my god. Um, you know, bad enough we have all the the body changes, and by the way, for all of the her podcast listeners, uh, the book's a hoot. Um, this midlife bites a book. Uh, it has some great stories in it. and you know, the chapter titles alone um, will kind of tell you where that's coming from. And you know, if you've already kind of been through these changes, you know, you're you're sort of smiling away going, yep, that's about right. Mhm, yeah, that's that's the one. Uh, and if you haven't gone through it yet, then consider this a heads up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I want to break your heart, but it's coming.
1: <laughs> it's coming. Well but I think that was part of it. I felt like nobody nobody had told us this. I'd come out of parenting writing and, and you know, there's you can swing a dead cat and hit fifty books on how to potty train your kid, but there was nothing about like how to navigate, you know, like losing your mind with rage and then realizing that it's half menopause, half mental health issue. You know, you're just sort of like, no one told me that I was gonna be angry. I knew I would hot flash, but I didn't know I'd be angry and So I think, you know, for me, I just wanted to write a book that would let everybody know that what you're going through is normal, but also to sort of warn the younger generation what's coming as well.
0: I love it. And so, you know, again, um, it's kind of a nice little trip through that whole, you know, uh, place. And I want to read something. Um... From your book where, you know, you're gonna make us all feel a little bit better about this <laughs> and um, So the title of this is I'm not everybody's cup of tea and That's all right and uh, the subtitle on this chapter is embracing all that is you and so uh, Here it is you're at a point in your life now where you never need to change who you are unless you want to Rather, you need to find the people who like you for you. Embrace your quirks. Know your strengths. Celebrate your differences. Find your happiness inside rather than seeking it elsewhere. Laugh at yourself. Rage against injustice. Be loud. Be quiet. Be soft. Be tough. Be girly. Get dirty. Cry. Dream. Imagine. Work hard. Have it all. I kind of like that. What did you think when you were writing that?
1: Well, you know, this book is something that I think it's a common theme that I've had for the last 10 years and everything I write is I'm kind of always talking about how I'm not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay. That that it took me a long time to sort of, rim, to take me a long time to accept that and it took me a long time to be happy with that. I used to want to be different. I used to want to be like the other moms or the other teenage girls or whatever it was, you know. And when I first started writing, part of what set me apart was that I was different and I was weird and I was, I swear a lot and I'm funny and I'm kind of crass and, you know, all these things, but I'm like, that's who I am. And I ended up finding an audience and I ended up finding friends and you know, people who accepted me the way I was, and it actually made me feel like so much better to finally be who I'm supposed to be and to be myself. I think that it's always been something I've written about, but then as we get older, I think more and more middle-aged women come to terms with that too. And to me, you know, when I was doing research for this book, Of course there's a lot of things that suck about midlife but i would always ask like what's the good thing about it and so many women would come back to me and say that i can finally be me that i can just i can do what i want it doesn't matter i don't care anymore i don't even care i am i i'm loud i take up space or i'm quiet and i don't make any i don't care if i'm quiet you know people can figure out and get to know me if they want to get to know me but i'm not going to stand up there and and make a fool of myself because i'm uncomfortable you know just be yourself and so um so for me i was just thinking about that i just wanted to reiterate once again to women that we just need to be who we want to be not who society wants us to be and and so that's just all i kept thinking about the whole time i just
0: love it um everyone out there we're talking um, uh, about the book midlife bites Anyone else falling apart? Or is it just me by Jen Mann, um, our wonderful guest today? But I gotta say, <laughs> the other book uh that you wrote, which is just insane, is called People I Wanna Punch in the Throat. And I'm I'm sorry, that just absolutely I, it just crushed it. And uh, the the part that I love, in the, in the beginning, you have something. People I want to punch in the throat, a short list. And one just immediately, I mean, I'm there, right? That one guy who sits in the middle of Starbucks yelling into his stupid Bluetooth about a BS quarterly report. We all hope you choke on your latte. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. I mean, no, I, I'm standing in line at a airline gate and some guy literally inches behind me. No social distancing. You know how that goes. But literally, you know, just we're standing in line to board, and he's just like screaming in my ear on his damn Bluetooth. I want to punch him in the throat. That's what I want to do. End of story. And you just, I, I just love it. So um, speaking of which, if you want to um, learn more about Jen's wonderful work, please run on over um, to her website, which is People I want to punch in the Okay, that one's going to be something you're going to remember. People, <laughs> I want to punch in the throat. dot com, read the blog. The blog is a scream, um, and at the same time, midlife bites. All of that, um, it's just wonderful. Jen, terrific work. Thank you so much for being on the Her Podcast.
1: Oh, wow, thank you for having me. This is a great conversation. Appreciate it.
0: No, seriously. Keep up the the fabulous work, and uh, you know, you be you. Uh, that's you really too. what this is all about. <laughs> and everyone out there, right now, run on over to iTunes, rate and review the show. I'd love to hear from you because I'm Doctor Pam Peek host of the of the Her Podcast. Follow me on Facebook at Doctor Pam Peek or Twitter and Instagram at Pam Peake MD. And remember to catch every single episode of the Her Podcast on iTunes or Radio MD. Thanks for listening today. Please stay safe and stay well.